Hi, welcome to the podcast, Harmonious Gentlemen. I'd like to introduce my fellow podcasters, Tyler and Graham. My name's Chris, and I'd like to talk a little bit about how we arrived at the name. You may have noticed the name has changed. How did we get to Harmonious Gentlemen? Well, last last time we did this, we called it Consensus, um, thinking that we would discuss topics and try to reach the same kind of come to an agreement in the end. Um, but after playing around with it, we realized that um, actually getting, we got some feedback from, from some listeners and some of our friends, and we realized that name didn't really fit what we're, what we're doing. Um, we thought Harmonious fit, fit well because we're three different guys, three different uh, perspectives, um, but they could sound good together. Or um, even though they're different notes, they, they make something... Uh, make something nice so mm-hmm. that's nice. kind of where it came from and then also we we played around with the idea of debating or competing with each other but that's not really what we're going for either so we thought gentlemen was a, a nice touch but yeah yeah it's true um we shared it with a lot of you guys and we got a lot of feedback and we were really encouraged by that and so thank you for being our sort of guinea pigs, I suppose, and just uh, giving us a trial run through, and uh, we're doing it again. So mostly we just talk with you guys about maybe some more um, some more segments, some more topics that are a little more um, clear from the outset. And uh, so we're going to try that today. We have some new ideas um, of some topics to talk about. Some of them are a little heavier, some of them are a bit lighter, um, but uh, we'll kind of see how it goes. Yeah. I've noticed just in our introduction just how on the same page we are. I think we're living up to the name already. Could we call ourselves the same page? The same page? That one's already taken. I think it's taken. Probably. That's really why we're the Harmonious Gentlemen, is because every other name was taken. So. Yeah, we were actually happy to get all the... the I, but speaking of which, this segues into you can now check us out, because we got Twitter, Instagram, and an email. That's the right. The email is harmoniousgentlemen at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter, you can find us at harmoniousgents, and Instagram at harmoniousgentlemen. Awesome. Yeah. So You'll find uh, nothing there yet. <laughs> well, an account that's live. And a Maybe logo we, that's coming. We should post a picture of just our setup here today. That's um, a great yeah. idea. Just to see where we're recording. It's a new location this time. Yes, we should. Right? Yeah. Cool. So the first uh, segment, Ty, why don't you introduce it for everyone? I think, or are we doing the, the big topic first? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about, um, well, we're just going to go straight to hell. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about hell and what we what we believe about it and how it shapes our our faith as Christian guys. Here at Harmonious Gentlemen, we just dive right in, yeah, straight to hell. Stick with us; we think you'll enjoy. I love all those piano uh, little in- interludes. Who plays those? They just sort of show yeah. up. They do. The guy who did the Seinfeld. <laughs> baselines i think he's awesome um so we've talked about the format of this podcast quite a bit and we're thinking that we're going to have one kind of bigger topic each time that we'll discuss and uh because we are christian guys and uh yeah that's a big part of our lives we thought we'd a lot of those topics would fall under that category and the first one we were thinking of is pretty essential to the Christian faith, and that is hell. So we're going straight to hell. <laughs> Episode one. I just hell. You gotta admit, like even if it just crashes after one podcast, you went for it on the first try. <laughs> you know, it's not like infant baptism. What do you guys think? <laughs> no. You know, 
But no, this is it. Yeah. So some Your of the questions, daddy. I guess, around hell would be like, well, I guess, first of all, like, what is it? And does it, what role does it have in our faith? And then, yeah, does it even exist would be a question some people have. And how much do we think about it? Well, I want to ask yeah. you guys a question. What, how do we use it as parents? And Well, that relates to what I want to ask you guys about, because I didn't yeah. grow up in our Christian household. It became when I was a late teenager. And even for me a little later. So for you guys growing up in a Christian house, what was hell? What was it taught? What did you think? Mm-hmm. Was it even talked about? I'm curious. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, for us, it was, um, yeah, we were taught that it existed, but we were never like scared to believe, you know, you're going there if you don't believe. My parents never pulled that ever. Um, more that God's a loving God. He loves you and wants a relationship with you. But there is a hell for sure. We were taught that. So you yeah. weren't scared of hell? Yeah, no, I was terrified of it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and they didn't teach it that way. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it was, you right. know, when you'd read certain Bible verses or hear, a, you know, once in a while a fiery sermon about it, mm-hmm. terrified me. Mm-hmm. And I think we had a book called Three Minutes in Hell or 28 Minutes in Hell. My parents had on their shelf that it's not like they, you know, read it to us or anything about some guy who had a vision of being trapped there. And it was basically like a sarcophagus sized stone enclosure and little demons crawled on him and poked him hmm. well that's, yeah, so no and it sounded freaking awful yeah. yeah yeah well and that's what and my uh upbringing would have been the same like it wasn't a threat like you better become a christian or you're going to hell or like yeah taught as something to be afraid of but i definitely was and that's made and that makes me think like, can you introduce it to kids without just creating this fear? Well, I was going to say, it's like, they don't, you're not, you're not told like, hey, you'll go to hell if you don't believe in this, but you're still scared of it. So it's, in, it's almost inherent yeah. in what you're learning. How do you do that? To a kid, especially. So coming into the faith later, how were you introduced to the idea of hell? In a terrible way. Like I, uh, my my family was going to church and stuff, and I would go to youth groups and stuff, but I was always kind of playing with the idea. Like, I really wanted to be a Christian. I just wasn't there. I had too many kind of questions and stuff, but and maybe I wasn't willing to really get them answered at that point, but there was a pastor's daughter who I was hanging out with a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, she was cute, but, but uh, you know, we were just hanging out. And I remember at Tim Hortons, like, she approached, she's like, you know, so I know you're not a Christian. And, the, and literally the first thing she said was like, you know, you're going to go to hell. Like, mm. that, was her, that was her angle completely from the first... Yeah. And I, I remember saying to her, like, so, so I'm supposed to be scared into, into believing in God. Like, and I'm like, that doesn't feel right to me at all. And I'm, I don't think that's a typical, you know. Well, well and, and she might, I don't know. I don't, she might, might not be. have been using it. Like, she might have actually been legitimately afraid for you. Yeah, well, like, I, think she I was. care about you, yeah. I think, so yeah. don't go to hell. I think she was. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it was a, a mean-spirited thing, but just it came, it came across to me, it kind of, pushed me further away in, in a way for a while because I just hated the idea that like I'm going to confess to a loving God out of fear of hell. It, it just didn't add up at the time. And So I guess it's important, I think, to say this, that regardless of what we feel about it, like whether I want it to exist or not, it does or it doesn't not based on my yeah. desire for God to be a friendly God or whatever. Like, where do we go to find the answers to this is mm-hmm. a is a good question. And that's with a lot of 
I think, theological questions. Where are people going to find out what they actually believe about this? I don't want God to be the kind of God who just sends people to hell, but mm-hmm. what if he is? Mm-hmm. I don't think he is, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And the real questions that people have, and if, if my kid asked me, like, am I going to go to hell if I don't believe in God? Like, I don't know what I would say at this point. That'd be, yeah, you know. I've already had um, Roan's asked me. She hasn't asked me that question, but she's starting to ask questions about about God and I'm that's kind of why I've been thinking about this is that exact question like what if she asked me about hell what how do I approach it um because kids her age are already talking about it like and just like that your uh Hmm. cute friend brought it up with you like there's gonna be a five or six year old kid saying Mm -hmm. if you're not a Christian you're going to hell so clearly that um whether like we've heard that all our lives, right? So somebody is saying that and somebody is preaching it or. Yeah. Um, it's, it seems like it's been a tool if of little the church. kids hear it and we heard it. And yeah. Well, you can't, you can't in, in certain ways of looking at it, you can't, you can't escape that really. If you don't confess and believe in God, then you'll go to hell. Like you can't, it's fundamental. And to some, and so that, so that, it's funny, uh, I suggested this topic just today and I and I had talked about it last night uh just kind of randomly you know just, just so happens and I just said to Heidi I, I don't know where I just sort of thought about it for a second and said I don't I don't like the idea of hell I don't think it exists and sometimes I try and push Heidi's buttons a little bit about some you know because she grew up in a in church home so I kind of say things to kind of see how she reacts and but she's she was good she just said well what, what do you mean and yeah, I, I just, I really have a hard time negotiating that idea. And so I, I remember saying yesterday, I said, you know what, I, I, I would like to believe um, that, that hell, that there, that there is no hell as a place, but if you don't go to heaven, you're, you just die. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. You don't have eternal life. And then you send that article today. Yeah. And that's exactly what it's that's talking crazy, about. Eh? Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about that. So yeah, the article we're talking about comes from um, a blog called Life with God. I think so. Um, and yeah, I just kind of had Googled, you know, what do Christians think about hell? And basically it kind of, uh, through scripture, um, debunks or supports different viewpoints. I think there's probably a few basic ones that Christians currently believe. One, there is a hell it's reserved for evildoers and God rescues us from that through Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be kind of one view. A second view would be hell is... Um, a place that's created to torment people for all eternity. And then there's probably a view that says um, hell is actually like a place where you're annihilated, like you couldn't survive it. You're just, you cease to exist there. Mm-hmm. And then there would definitely be Christians who don't believe in hell at all. Like there's the idea of it, they don't even, I don't know, there's probably more views of hell, but yeah, those are the ones that I'm probably familiar with. So yeah, the article kind of suggesting that well, it suggests a lot of things, but well, the the main part that I got from it was like your your soul is not eternal, right? Right. You're, everyone agrees your body's not, but if your soul has to be eternal, it has to spend its time somewhere. But if your soul's not eternal, it can be destroyed. Yeah, and that is kind of like a yeah, it, yeah, it was cool. And he used of... and he used scripture, and he talked about tra- you know the words that were translated and. Uh, what was the, it was like the garbage dump area. That Gehenna. Was, yeah. yeah. And that was kind of cool. And you go there to be destroyed, not to burn forever. And it was interesting. Yeah. And as long as it was sort of, I like when it's scripture based, like there's a lot of scripture in it and, and, 
But that's the hard thing as a Christian. I mean, you could read that blog and think, man, this makes a lot of sense. And I bet there's pastors who would just destroy that argument, right? Well, because he even, and maybe just we should correct this. I don't know if anyone will care, but you probably it's, should. It's yeah. from Life, Hope, and Truth. Life, Hope, and Truth blog. Great job, whoever's putting that together. It has some good stuff. <laughs> but the that article is good. I, I think some of the he says a few times like, um, the common beliefs about hell is disproved in one verse. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. It says that a few times in Matthew twenty-eight something something. I feel like that's dangerous to use one verse to prove or disprove something. I think it is important, like, we do acknowledge and know that the Bible talks about hell. It uses the word hell. Jesus talks about it. Um, Clearly, we know that it's a scriptural idea. But what is it? And, yeah, is it a tool to scare people into the kingdom? I think we all think that's a silly idea. But But it's been used that way. It's been used that way. That's frustrating. I remember asking my dad that, like, is believing in God... Is being scared to go to hell a good enough reason to believe in God? And his answer at the time was, "Well, it's a okay place to start. Like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to stay that at that place, but if that's but, what got you to him, maybe that's okay." But do you really like if you, as a kid or even an adult, like you are a Christian out of fear of going to hell? Do you really? I think more parts of the Bible talk about loving God than going to hell. Right. So if you're just, if that's your, it seems like the easy, like, oh, I better just be safe. Right. I and think, it, yeah. do you really love God then? Right. So his and, point was that's like, if eventually, if you read scripture and talked to other Christians, you'd realize it is about a loving relationship, not about being scared. So maybe that's how you yeah. are introduced to God or whatever. But you're right. Like, yeah. the Bible talks way more about. God loving us and saving us, not... But yeah, is he saving us from hell? Or is he... Yeah. I mean, definitely I, the way it's... Or is he saving us from a life apart from him, which some people would define that as hell. Like, Right, and that's kind of the what I was taught when I was a new Christian my pastor was hell is just the absence of God. That was like the nice sort of way to put it. Not the little devils with the pitchforks, just there's no God. What is that like? And it could just mean that you don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. The Bible talks so much about life and life giving and the presence of life. So the absence of that is death and destruction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, if you don't, if you, someone doesn't believe in hell, like, why would you be a like? There's that side of it too. Then why, like? Sometimes, yeah. What is God saving you? What's so great about what's so great about (laughs) heaven? Then, right? Like that. If that's the if that's what I'm working towards, like if the alternative is I oh my life just ends, there's no suffering, then and we know what life is like here. We might as well just enjoy life here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think of the the parable of the banquet. Right, like you're invited to something, and that the choice maybe is you you don't go but the better choice is to be there and the presence of of god and others is a better choice and also just to kind of clarify like you're not earning your spot in right. heaven you're not doing things to get there right like that's not how right. it works so just that mentality where it's like i'm doing good to go to heaven isn't the gospel 
and that's really the worldly and they get everything messed up kind of what heaven would look like which is typically boring and hell being a place where satan's in charge which yeah i don't i think whatever you think about hell i think that's totally wrong mm-hmm. like yeah he's not going to be the boss there <laughs> torturing us i uh, i don't mean us cuz we're not going but <laughs> this is where it'd be nice to have peter you know we'll, uh... so we'll invite him in for yeah. a little <laughs> Yeah. But then our conversation might have been over after 30 seconds. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you would have been, no, guys, there's You're hell. wrong. And two out of you, two out of the three of you are going. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, and right now all we've done is, like lay out some different opinions about it. We haven't even really, I think we're like, I want to know what you guys actually believe about hell right now. Like that's yeah. Okay. Like what if on three, what (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've given it, given it enough thought, which is why I'm enjoying talking about it. I think it's one of those things I've just put in the back of my mind. Um, there's people in my life who that's not the case. They thought about it way more than me. Uh, but I, I just haven't. I think there are, I'm on a hell evolution in what I believe that at one time I definitely believed fiery furnace, you go there if you don't accept Christ um, and you're there for all eternity. Now I'm probably more along the lines of it exists, um, but it would be like the annihilation of your spirit. And that's just because I think God's gracious and, well, I know he is, but that seems to fit in with... Who, and he's not into torturing people for all eternity. Even, no. I mean, I know that's maybe what we deserve, but sheesh. Yeah. It's Maybe I believe it because I want to believe it, which yeah. might be a crap reason. I mean, just the spirit of why you believe something or, or, or like, you know, if it's, if it's a harsh reality, it's a harsh reality. But I, yeah, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't always seem to just fit to me when I think about God and, and grace. It doesn't, it just doesn't fit in my mind sometimes. And then Jesus says some things that I don't know how to match up. Like if he descended into hell and as Jonah was in the whale for three days, so the son of man will be in the earth. Like he, he said that. So what does that mean? Yeah. Well, and I, like I, what do you think? Well, I believe, yeah. And I think we're all kind of this one. We could have probably said consensus, but like that there is a consequence for not believing or loving God, right? And you can call that hell, but what it actually looks like, we don't really know. And I think I've always, and probably still, I guess, envision that as this eternal torment. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't like that. I've never liked it. I just haven't really, yeah, had, and until now when I have a four-year-old asking questions about yeah. God, yeah. now I'm thinking, okay, how do I want, like, what do I actually think about this? But it raises and, all the questions. Like, what about people who never got a chance and never heard? And right. Were handicapped and couldn't, Yeah, I was going to say financially, but mentally figure it out. Yeah. Financially yeah. either. Sure. In the Middle Ages. Um, but it's very true. Like, th- those... What about the people before Christ? What about... Mm-hmm. Which... Like, hey, God can handle this stuff. Like, he's a just God and he can sure. figure out those details. Yeah. But yeah. but I also remember seeing, I don't know if it was a 
a sermon or something. It was kind of out there. I forget what it was, but basically, like everyone's going to heaven, right? They yeah, say yeah. that God saves everyone. Universalism, right? And that's a, that's a concept, and that's some people believe that, and feel like that's more in keeping with with God. And and when you said like all we like, there's a consequence to not loving God. Then loving God almost becomes the work that saves us, which I've started to have trouble with that. Like, if it's truly not about anything we do then you'll throw on the asterisk, except for you have to accept him. Yeah. Well, and that's the sermons about, um, uh, that are kind of against works, um, or like it always ends up, well, you need to love God, but you will show your love through works. Like, sure. That's kind of uh, totally true. Thing. Yeah. It's like, and faith without works is dead. Of course yeah. that's true. I believe that totally. Hmm good point it's you, really you nailed me on that one <laughs> it's really hard though especially for kids to like separate the idea of like being good for god like before you love god and your works just come out of that right like that's going to be the challenge raising well you've done it chris how was that for you well, i was gonna say like my kids are 20 years older than your kids like we should we could do a whole topic on spanking yeah we really could um yeah which basically you can't do anymore right uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I haven't really, sometimes Ty, you see things on like Facebook. How you like, smack your kids? Yeah. <laughs> Can this be next week's topic? Can we edit the next 30 seconds of it? Right. One other, just as we're talking about, I was thinking about maybe more the way I, I think about hell. And I, I think about a lot of things this way with kind of playing the odds or like thinking about, mm like risk reward, right? Like, I don't know, there's probably a, a name for that kind of thinking, but um, like if, if hell doesn't exist and I'm like, like, and I'm living my life on earth as a Christian and life doesn't exist, it's like, oh, I missed out on a few things on earth, right? But if I believe in hell and um, live my life as a Christian, then I'm avoiding eternal torment. And I guess if, if God doesn't exist and so then therefore hell doesn't exist and I, or if I choose not to believe in God and hell does exist, I guess that's worst case scenario. Worst mm -hmm. case scenario is hell exists and God doesn't. Yeah. That's worst case scenario. That's but I, I totally, but do you know what saying. I mean? So like, but that's not like why you're a Christian, but it's like, it's no, sort it's... of like a, a footnote, like, oh, right. and by the way, like what's, there's nothing to lose. Right. Yeah. That's kind of like, there's nothing to lose or it's. Unless it's like, like gambling, smoking, drinking. And, right. Which we do anyways. So. Well, that'll be a topic for another day. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what would I do differently if I didn't believe in God? Actually, that would be a great topic. Yeah. We can scrub that whole 30 minutes and just go right to it. <laughs> like, would you just be the worst sinner? I don't, I don't think so. No. Then what's the point? No, I think I, I think that would be a good discussion. Yeah. 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 It's already getting me thinking. Okay. Well, that was good. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts yeah, on, on, uh, on hell? Hell, Hades. It's been a good opening to the discussion. Uh, send your emails, but, uh, for sure. We're just scratching the briny surface when we yeah. 
you, if you can't tell, we don't, we're not experts on this stuff. We're not, we're not making this to, Oh, what? So if you've been taking notes and like preparing a, a lesson for someone else, or you want to like, guys, this first episode, this debunk everything we mistake. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. No, I think we're just scratching the surface and yeah, but yeah. And that's kind of our goal, I think. Welcome back. We're going to try a new segment, a brand new segment, and we're going to call this segment Recommend Me Something, guys, where we take uh, an album, a TV show, a movie, anything we've seen, and we just want to share it with the group. And um, I'm going to start us off, and have you guys ever seen the movie uh, Sicaria? Can you spell it? I saw that it was added to Netflix, though. Did I say it right? S-I-C-A-R-I-A, or O, is it O? Sicario? Is it's it a fantastic. name an actor in it? Uh, Benicio del Toro's in it. Uh, Olivia. Okay, I've seen the picture Wild, poster. Um, it's got uh, what's the name? Josh Brolin's in it. Nice. It's um, it's fantastic. Sounds like it would be about drugs in Colombia. It is. Uh, oh. more of the states and a little bit of Mexico, okay. and there's a Colombia connection, but it's awesome. The guy made Arrival as well. That recent movie, mm. Arrival. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to watch it, and it's just one of these like gritty. Hmm. Get to the point, not bombastic Hollywood nonsense, like just really intense um, and and twists and turns. And then the, the finale, I won't say anything about it, but it's really, really awesome. So nice. my recommendation is that movie. It's kind of brutal, um, but totally, <laughs> totally worth it. On Sicario, Netflix. Netflix. Sicario, Netflix. I, yeah. 93% I actually, on Rotten Tomatoes, something like that. Wow. You know, it's, it's, but it's just really good. I mean, it doesn't end. You're not going to be happy at the end. You're going to be thinking about stuff, right? It's not, it's not a happy movie, but amazing. There's a, I saw that there's a sequel coming. Like how, oh, really? Yeah. Like when I, <laughs> that's disappointing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know, watch it and tell me what you think. I don't think it needs a sequel. Okay. Ugh. True, based I, on true story. I don't think it is, but it's definitely kind true of like kind of events, true right? Events, like it's it's yeah. a bit of a social commentary, you know, on the on the war on drugs and stuff, um, and how shady it can get. Right? And it's old. It's been out for a while. Yeah, I think it's eight years old, maybe something like that, maybe six years old. So yeah. I'll recommend Actung Baby, all spelt different than um, U2's actual album, but it's a uh, cover album by artists covering U2's Actung Baby song. Fantastic. Starts with Nine Inch Nails cover of Zoo Station. Awesome. You got to listen to it. It's great. And the highlight is Song 6, Depeche Mode, singing So Cruel. Is this like a new release? No, I think it's because he did an old one. It's been around for a few (laughs) years, but I didn't find it till maybe last year. Yeah. And that's cool. It's really cool. All right. Well, mine's not really a recommendation, but I watched... uh, Bright on Netflix with uh, Will Smith and Chris. You and I actually watched a trailer at school. Yeah, um, not when we were teaching, of course, but no, like uh, <clears throat> during our break or after school. And uh, it looks so awesome. And I think the idea of it was awesome. It's uh, it's like a crime adventure drama. Yeah, um, you're right. Action. The premise is excellent. But it's in a in a future where there's class divisions, but it's between Would orcs you say and it's elves. Future? It's I kind of felt I like it was present day, but yeah, it's it's near future. Or, okay, or, near future or present. I don't know. So it's kind of like fairy tale <laughs> world and real world combined. Yeah, and they use it as an allegory for kind of race divisions. Well, and... this is what I I thought. Like in from the trailer, that's what it looks like. Um, Will Smith um, 
has a, the first ever orc yeah. um, police officer. And like culturally, orcs have as been very... As his partner. Yeah, as his partner. And orcs have been very opposed to the cops. Um, from some war that they referenced from 2,000 years ago. Right, and that, like right there, you can already sell this like allegory for what's going on in the States between like Black Lives Matter and... Yeah. Are uh, you guys sure you're not talking about Zootopia right now? Because that's the plot of Zootopia, really. It is very yeah, similar. No, no, it's not. It's like well, if Zootopia went bad, well, okay. which it kind of does. Which it kind of does. Yeah. If it was all bad. Okay. But including the script. Right. And it's okay. Try not to spoil too much. But the first for me, Bright was so good for the first, like, oh, I don't know. To the scene, There's a scene in the trailer where Will Smith, like, in slow motion, is firing rounds. And the camera like pans. pans yeah, that him. is a great scene. That's a it's, and then. But then we find out awesome. what he's doing in that scene, or that. I'm didn't okay even with what you. he's doing okay. in the scene, but the movie just goes downhill from there. Like you mentioned, there's like, they're just, yeah, it's like it's, that's it gives, the definite jump the shark moment. Yeah. Now it's just okay. Let's forget about this allegory for race relations. Let's forget about all the cool potential we have. Now it's just a. Hokey action shoot mm. up movie. That reminds me of another Will Smith movie, Hitchcock. Remember that movie? Like the first half yeah. was pretty awesome, yeah. the setup, and then it just kind of turned into a big mess. It was probably my, besides Bright, my least favorite Will Smith vehicle. The first half, though. Yeah, good. good. Really cool. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So, Harmonious Gentleman recommends Sicario, Octoon Baby cover album, and Not Really Bright. going to last on our first uh, episode we talked about the best films featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger this time we're going to talk about um, the best Will Smith films and uh, well I think we each probably have one in mind we'll present that and maybe try to defend it I wish my mine was going to be Hancock until you guys shot no. it down but no <laughs> I <laughs> wish time is, really? good, though. is it your favorite no no it's no. not okay. but if I had my 20 year old me here my 30 year old mm, me yeah. today on Netflix Spencer's watching Fresh Prince mm-hmm so and Will Smith, by the way, looks exactly the same. He doesn't age. In that, f- it was episode twenty-three of the first season. And he and Keanu Reeves don't seem to really get older. Have they ever been in a movie together? Or pictured together? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are you saying like we said movies? But are you going to go with Fresh Prince? No, just, no, okay. no. I want to hear your guys' first. Okay, because I have start more time? than one. I feel like they're all going to be the, like the same though. That's well, the, I kind of no. I don't think mine is gonna be okay nobody is gonna say i am legend to start with right that was mine for real i am legend okay sorry is that yours no you didn't like it i the ending again all I right just hated it. go tyler talk about it i love it i love that chris well, didn't think we picked that go for it that's crazy though i've have you seen the alternate ending no i can't now i can't remember what the real ending is well tell me what you think the real ending is um i can't remember so we'll see if He's does he's he, in his basement lab, yeah, and, and he, he dies. Sees, like he gets overwhelmed by the yeah whatever think, they are zombies. Yeah, you, they're not called zombies. They're basically zombies. zombies. Um, like terrible CGI zombies, by the way. Especially in that last scene when the guy's smashing his face against the yeah. Well, no, I, mean, I think I, I liked it till the I, end. Like the ending. Why is it so bad that he dies? The no, ending, that's fine. Like, that, that isn't that. The ending to the alternative theatrical version varies from the original. Instead of blowing himself up and the hemocytes right. with a grenade, 
in the alternate ending, he discovers that the hemocytes actually came for the female he captured earlier in the movie. Right. He re- he relieves her of the cure and returns her to the hemocytes. Oh, that's nice. They're caring. That's the other ending. They have right. a family. That's a big change. But maybe the part that I liked the most in that film was the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots right? of cool stuff. And um, the relationship with the dog and... I don't know. I, I yeah. probably when it came out was close to when my dog Buddy died, and maybe it's just oh. this is how a sad old were you? Do you but that would be when it. Buddy died. No, when the movie came out. Either <laughs> if it was around the same time. Well, <laughs> Buddy died when I was in college, so two thousand and between two thousand and five and two thousand and ten. Okay. So. All right, I am Legend, Tyler's pick yeah, in this first episode. Like, I agree that the CGI wasn't the best. But I don't hate it. I just I'm surprised that that's your favorite. What's your All right, favorite? Chris? You I'm maybe with... going off grid because can I have two? A tie? I would say Enemy of the State is my favorite oh, was Will one of Smith my movie. I love that Gene movie. Hackman? Gene yeah. Hackman. I just think it's per- you couldn't do that movie now, right? Because it wouldn't take very long to catch a guy. You'd yeah. He'd walk yeah. past a gas station and his face would be on the internet. But um, just a cool show. I think it was like maybe 1995. And I had a poster in my room growing up. Like when I think about best movie, like I think about what movie have I seen the most and will I want to keep watching. And it's yeah. Men in Black by far of all his movies. Like I've seen that dozen times i would watch it right now and probably just enjoy it just as much yeah so that's why i think it's just it is exactly what it's trying to be and it's like plays to all his strengths it's funny i was thinking about this earlier i kind of thought will smith would have like a more serious role like if we were to play this game with like jim carrey i would pick like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind or like truman show where he like yeah, got truman real show, yeah. will smith never really did that successfully no, sort of the same you know, well tried, has he done well it? there was like ali Right, and that didn't really—I didn't think it was fantastic. happiness or the pursuit of happiness. pursuit of happiness. Same, same idea. Not really a Will Smith comedy thing. So, there's for, a few things I like. Seven pounds, I think it's called. I haven't seen right. that. Right. No. I feel I like seen Concussion. Have you guys seen Concussion? No, no heard it's good, but, but yeah, you're right. He does have a action hero, I robot kind of yeah cut from the cloth. All his guys seem sort of the same. So you also check out um, I Am Legend. Uh, Enemy of the State and Men in Black. If you haven't seen Men in Black, I don't know who you are, but and they're all good. Have you seen two and three? Uh, yeah, they're okay. I like parts Tommy of Lee them. Jones helps a lot. Yeah, and Josh Brolin also. I like Jermaine from Flight of the Concords awesome. is the bad guy in the third yeah. one. Yeah. He's a good yeah, bad guy. All right, for this next segment, um, well, actually, we were. It's the new year. It's January 4th or 5th? 5th. Um, we were thinking about going around and talking about our resolutions. Um, then we realized we didn't really have any. And um, we're basically just trying to be less uh, unhealthy. So that would have been a 30-second talk. So we're going to do something called confessions. And we're, uh, we're just going to confess to some things that we probably wouldn't have told otherwise. And we're going to do that. In front of our giant audience, it's just, and even just in front of you guys, it's it's a way to be harmonious with you. Like I, you it's know, true. I want to get to know you guys, and like you know, this is tough yeah. stuff. I think one thing you I've know? always like really admired about the Catholic faith is the confession, hmm? and it's weird how they do it, but 
the getting that off your chest. Yeah. There's something yeah. new and fresh about that. You know, I knew nothing about that practice until I watched Seinfeld as a kid. <laughs> I I honestly had no clue what was even happening in that scene until I had to get my... And that's when he goes to tell him the joke or complain yes. about... Yeah. I, yeah. It offends me as a comedian. It's one of the funniest <laughs> and lines. And this offends <laughs> you as a Jew? No. Yeah, yeah right. Anyway. Yeah. That's so, our idea. Yeah. We're all going to confess one thing we've chosen, and we're going to start with Tyler, who is going to... Mm. We're going to call his The Thief. <laughs> going with the Seinfeld like, yeah. uh, naming. Um, so I had a dentist appointment on January 2nd, I believe. Um, it was just a routine cleaning, but it was particularly painful. Um, so I wasn't in the the best spirit as I was leaving the dentist. And uh, I was following the, uh, <laughs> what do you call the person who cleans your teeth? Dental hygienist. Dental hygienist. I was following following her out, and I noticed that she kind of she kicked something with her foot as we were walking towards the front desk, and I actually walked past it too. And but then I looked back and realized it was a ten dollar bill, so I quickly uh, snatched that up and put it in my pocket. And in the five seconds I had between there and the, I guess paying for my visit. I I made the decision to keep that ten dollar bill instead of giving it to the front desk, and that guilt has been just gnawing at you. Gnawing. I love the, I love the setup of that story. It's like you didn't have a very good appointment, so you're kind of grumpy. Yeah. Like I love it how that eases it. Yeah, it's like well, you were in a bad mood, so we all you know we've been there. Yeah, like, like when you're in a bad mood, you steal. You steal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, well, what would you do? Like. How much Should was I have... the what was the bill for the cleaning? Well, as our listeners know, we're teachers, so it actually cost me nothing. But we actually get paid to go to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have to wait there for them to tell me that oh, your coverage co- took the whole bill. Well, so think of that so, waiting as yeah the price. You Let's paid. confess, well, Chris. What... Would you have taken it? Um, I actually, and this is true. You can ask my kids. If I find money, I try to find out who dropped it or lost it. Yeah. Like I've always felt my integrity is worth more than ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. If I see it and nobody's around, I would for sure take it. Oh boy! I get. It. I'm just teasing you. Wait till you hear my confession because it's way worse. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I think. I think if. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've found money and, and and given it in, but a small amount like that, I don't know what, what I would do. Well, it was like if it was outside, like I would have kept it. No, right. No, nobody's questions. around. But it was like in a waiting room. Like there's like three people sitting around. There's the front desk. Like, but I mean, they didn't see it, right? Yeah. So and I figured finders keepers. So this is a this is actually I I do honestly find this pretty embarrassing. Like in college, some friends and I would watch wrestling sometimes, and. Kind of went away, but once in a while I'll kind of dabble. And so this week, guys, I spent two hours watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. Wait, did you say this week you spent two hours? Yes. Did you say nude? New Japan. <laughs> nude Japan. Not, I should really clarify it. It's New Japan Pro Wrestling. New It's the WWF4E of the And they have a long history of this stuff. And they're and all that, Japanese wrestlers? No. No, there's, there's a mix. Was, there, was it two hours spread across the week? It was literally my <laughs> wife went to a spa and I sat in the hotel bed 
<laughs> with a bowl of popcorn on my laptop and watch two hours straight of Japanese pro wrestling. So, and to clarify, you're not flipping through channels going, hey, wrestling. I'm thinking, oh, it's January, and this is when they do their event called Wrestle Kingdom every year, and I'm going to I'm gonna watch it. And I'll tell you guys, I watched Kenny Omega take on Chris Jericho, cool. and I watched uh, Nato take on Okada, and uh, they were good. I, I'm, it's embarrassing. It's the, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world, but I did it. I'm confessing it right now. Heidi came home, and she kind of looked over and said, no, hey. Sweet. She's a good wife. She's a good wife. <laughs> she was thinking. I yeah. can't believe it. Yeah. So that's my confession, guys. That's cool. To our listeners, now you know my dark secret. I dabble in New Japan pro wrestling <laughs> from time to time. I feel like we're progressively getting darker. I have a little premise to my confession. A How cat. is mine darker than stealing money? <laughs> Wait, no. Maybe it isn't. I'm... I guess I was streaming a pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> See? You're, yeah. You are stealing probably more than $10. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, my cat, well, my wife, rescued a cat. Like not, you know, people say they rescue a pet and it's not as dramatic as that. All it means is they adopted one from a shelter. This was a cat that had come from a litter of kittens. Is that the right word? Uh, that was left at a veterinarian's office in Pinoca. Beautiful black cat. <clears throat> she is quite strikingly nice looking. She's a terrible cat. She scratches things, pees on things. And I hate cats to begin with. And one night... I let it out of the house with the hopes that it wouldn't return. Oh, no. And it wasn't like in our 40 below cold snap. It was like, uh, it, was, it wasn't quite winter yet. Um, That's like Tyler's like, I had a bad appointment. Like, That's the same thing. November isn't winter, but it was cold. And I, like, I didn't try to get it in the house because it'll go out at times and whatever it does. Kills all the songbirds in our neighborhood, I'm pretty sure. Um, and I thought, if it doesn't come home... Um, I don't, I don't care. And so the confession is that I lied about trying to find it and bring it back in. And yeah, my wife asked and I said I did and shook the little bag and it never showed up. And I happily locked the, actually I didn't shake the bag. I just <laughs> locked the door and turned off the lights. Oh. Unfortunately or fortunately, it showed up the next day. That's a real confession. I'm proud of yeah. you. Wow. It reminds me of that scene from Meet the Parents, so I was at least smiling a little bit from that scene. Well, I'm pretty sure it's peed on my gym bag a few times since then, so yeah. it got me back. I'm not a cat fan either, so I... Yeah. <laughs> I have Tyler's cat right next to me here. Yeah. Chris, All right. you, can, uh, you can repeat your uh, what you confessed. You can do that with my cat anytime. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Like you, can, you can be our next cat sitter. <laughs> The idea of a cat, even. I like big cats. Like a tiger? Yeah. Yeah, yeah illegal pets. Well, that's fun, guys. That was a good time. That is a good time. Yeah. So you've been listening to Harmonious Gentlemen. Um, I think that's really all we have to say for tonight. You guys have any closing thoughts? All right, guys. Before, uh, before we really wrap it up, I... I have one more confession to make. Oh, okay. Um, I was driving the other day um, back from Red Deer on Highway 2A, and it was pretty late at night, and I hit something. It might have been a person, might have been a human body, and, <laughs> yeah, I just I didn't pull over. I just, I just kept going. 
Um, and I feel kind of bad about that. You can uh, email questions to us um, at harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com, and we'd love to maybe talk about those questions next time. Or follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Harmonious Gents. And our Instagram handle is Harmonious Gentleman. And thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll be talking to you again real soon. See you guys. All right. Thanks. <laughs>